Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast. I'm your host, Scott Wright, joined by my beat partner, Jacob Unruh. And this podcast is brought to you, as always, by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast. Jacob, it's uh, it's getting to be an interesting time of year. A lot of uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of things just up in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of uncertainty. Not necessarily in a bad way, but like, is Chuba Hubbard going to go to New York for the for the Heisman ceremony? Is uh, is Chuba Hubbard going to win the Doak Walker Award? Is uh, uh, you know what bowl is Oklahoma State going to? How's they going? How are they going to finish out the recruiting class? All of these interesting things. We've got a great mailbag segment at the end of uh, of the show today. Uh, I assume it'll be great. We've got great questions. It's up to us to make the segment great. Ooh, oh, a lot might of pressure. Be in trouble. A lot might of pressure. Be in trouble. So we'll see how that goes. But we got great questions. We appreciate that from uh, from all of you, our fantastic listeners. Uh, but let's uh, let's start. I threw out Shuba Hubbard's name there at the start. We learned this week that he is one of five finalists for the Walter Campbell Player of the or Walter Camp Player of the Year. Uh, I get the <laughs> William Campbell and yeah. the Walter Camp trophies mixed up. Uh, but Shuba um, Hubbard, Jonathan Taylor. Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Chase Young. If you were waiting for me to say Jalen Hurts, you will be disappointed. He's not there. I don't think anybody listening to this podcast is disappointed. No. People on Twitter, when I tweeted yes. it out yesterday, uh, were, yes. were somewhat disappointed. Yeah, and I got some tweets between some people upset that uh, Chuba was the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year over right. Jalen Hurts. Exactly. I got some of that, too. Yeah. Um, now, this is this is now two separate entities who have had the option of one of the two? Yes, and both have chosen Chuba over Jalen Hurts. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to make any any statement there. I'm just pointing out the fact that yes. those are two separate entities that made those decisions. And um, one of them was the Big Twelve coaches. Yes, exactly. And uh, that's uh, a uh, that's that's of some significance. Now, the voting body of the Heisman Trophy is a wide range of. People and it's, types and uh, and all sorts of stuff. So uh, there's going to be a lot of different things that that go into that, and um, so you don't know exactly how that's going to go. That said, we're sitting here now, and um, you know, like I said, five guys on the uh, the Walter Camp list. Some they, they've taken five to the Heisman Trophy ceremony in New York. They've taken three, mm-hmm. so it's hard to know exactly what they might do. Right now, as uh, as we sit here, um, you know, about a, about a week away from from the Heisman ceremony itself, you think he's uh, you think he's in New York? I oh man, I like to think so. Yeah, I'm a little optimistic. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they take four. I think, I think the so. Ohio State guys get split up. Yeah, it's kind of what I think. Yeah. I, I could see that going that way because that's gonna it's gonna be hard. How do you pick an Ohio State guy? Right. If you're voters right now, which one do you pick? Right. That's exactly. What I'm saying. I say you, you can easily pick one. You're I'm right. Just saying, yeah. Which one do you pick? Exactly. Um, and that might help Chuba mm-hmm. a little bit there find yeah. his way to New York. Yeah. So you're saying they four go and one of them is Chuba. Yes. All right. Um, I that's think, my guess. That's a guess. Yeah. I my 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 prediction now that we we've kind of gone that that uh, that route with, uh, with a guess I'm gonna say my my uh, my prediction is three go no chuba okay um, I think it'll actually end up being now that I say that I don't know I don't know who the three would be 
because I, I'm not, I'm not convinced that. All right, I'm changing. I'm changing my yeah. guess. I'm, I'm, I'm going four, and I think, uh, I think Chuba will be there. I've completely, I've, yeah. I've completely. Those Ohio State votes are tough. It, right? it is. That's, it's going to be. It's, it's going to be tough. How do you pick one of those to be the three? Yeah, and you know, and let's let's be honest. There are going to be some uh, some people in Big Ten country that have them both on their their top yeah. three in their ballot, uh, but they are going to steal some points away from each other. Um, I still, I, I'm, I, you know, I understand the circumstances around the Chase Young incident and the the loan and uh, yada yada yada. Uh, the guy was was suspended for two games, and that's uh, that's uh, that's legitimate. He it's it's literally mm-hmm. what happened. Um, I I think there will be some voters, obviously not a ton, because we've seen, we're seeing what's happening otherwise. But I think some voters will hold that against him. Um, I I feel that it should be factored in in some yes. fashion. Uh, so. You've t- you've talked me into it. I'm on I'm on I'm yeah. on board with you. Forgo <laughs> and and Chuba is there. Um, now the more uh, the more interesting question, perhaps because this is an uh, this is the actual trophy we're talking about, the actual winner. Because I don't think either of us believe that Chuba is going to win the Heisman. No, I I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't Should he win that. the Heisman? Probably. Uh, um, yeah. If, if the Heisman was being viewed the way that it was yeah. intended to be viewed, I. Th- Think, I think he should win. I think it comes to him and Burrow at that yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. And I think Burrow's going to win the Heisman mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah. Um. But if you were saying should Chuba win the Heisman, I think so. Yeah. Um. Because I don't think OSU is near the same quality of team. No. Without Chuba. No. Um, he is. I, I I genuinely believe the most outstanding player in college football this season. Yes. And. I think Burrow is right up there with him on that, mm-hmm. um, but I think Chuba had a little bit more of an impact than Burrow ultimately, yeah. Yeah. with with the way the season played out for OSU. Yeah, um, it was never really Chuba's fault they lost games um, by any means. Not at um, all. Not at all. You know, and so they won more games because of Chuba yeah. than anything else. I mean, do they beat? TCU without his monster performance, right? Without the the huge day that uh, that he had. I mean, you. Think about the the momentum impact that a ninety two yard touchdown run yeah. has in a game like that. Do, do they beat Iowa State without Chuba's stability on the road? Right. You know, yeah. I mean, there's some of those big wins like that that you look at and go, Kansas State. Mm-hmm. They ran right down Kansas State's throat. Exactly. And that doesn't happen without Chuba. No. And and, and I mean, at, at the time, that Kansas State win didn't necessarily seem that big, but mm-hmm. that turned out to be a pretty good Kansas yeah. State team. And so I look at it and think Chuba should win it, but he's not going to. No. He's just not going to get the votes for it. No, I mean, but here, here's here's why we think. I mean, if we're debating if he should even if he's even going to get to New York, right? Why do you think we sh- he's going to win it? Exactly, exactly. Now, is he going to win the Doak Walker Award? Which I think is very interesting. One, um, you know, it's a different. You know, it's a it's a, a committee vote, not nearly mm-hmm. as many people voting. Um, number two. You've got a guy who's much more established in name uh, in Jonathan Taylor because he's had such a great career at Wisconsin. That and you and I've dealt. You and I dealt with this when we were making decisions on the high school beat. Yes, when you're trying all to, state to figure all city out teams. all state, all city, player of the year, all those sorts of things. Where you've got a guy who had a great career, but maybe you know, but was was that particular season yeah better than than someone else and it it becomes really tough to to weigh those things and and to not factor in 
all the all the great things that some guy has done leading yeah. up to that season that you're looking at. Yeah, you know, and if you do it that way, if you do it the way you're supposed to on that, Chuba should win that award. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there shouldn't be any contest, right? To be honest, but you, you're right. Jonathan Taylor's sitting there. Um, is very established. Had a great, great career. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of players we did that in high school with that we struggled with on some right. of that stuff. I mean, it's yeah. it happened a lot. And well, I'll, I mean, uh, let's uh, take a guy that uh, popped to mind whenever we were discussing it. Mason Fine at Locust Grove. Yes. Had a fantastic career, fantastic, really fantastic junior season. Yes. Set all kinds of records. And he was our all-state quarterback. He was. There's no doubt. That year. Junior year. And his senior year, his numbers went down. Mm-hmm. You know, that he had lost a lot of of like linemen and things like yeah. that around him. And his numbers went down, and other guys had better years. And yep. we had to we we sat in that room with the, with our whiteboard where we were making all our decisions and writing names on the wall. And and we had to we had to figure out what to do with that guy. Yeah. And that that was uh, that was a really tough one. And yeah. that's uh, that's sort of what uh, you know what I think this situation is going to be for uh, for people who are voting in on the Doak Walker. Yeah, I I remember that Mason Fine argument. That was tough because uh, we ended up not putting him a first team quarterback. Right? We ended up putting Correct. him a second team. Yeah, he ended up being second team that year, and people were a little shocked. Yeah, but was it Casey Thompson that year? We went quarter. Who did we go with quarterback that uh, year? I, I, honestly, I, I I don't remember exactly who it was that, that yeah. was the other the other standout player um i feel like that was the casey thompson year that he had the great breakout year to southmore could have been could that 6a quarterback year right in state history right yeah and i think that, that might have been that year um and it was tough i mean yeah. we agonized over it. we called coaches oh yeah you know um so I hope the Doak Walker committee takes it the same way mm-hmm. and really weighs all those options and doesn't just look at it and go, Jonathan Taylor's established guy. Let's go with him. Right. Exactly. You know, um, cause Chuba, Chuba's season was special. He's not even, he's going to do the Mason fine thing. If he comes back right. there, I, you, can you really predict he's going to have the same kind of numbers? Right. Exactly. As a follow up. Exactly. You know, where you think he's so great and then he has such a great year. He comes back and you mean, can he really, build on those numbers you mean right. you can't expect that so no you know this especially, is his chance especially now when everybody knows about him yes we were you know halfway into the season and people were still dealing with chuba or thailand who do you try mm-hmm. to take away type of thing and and that that especially hurt chuba down the stretch if thailand stays healthy or even if just Spencer Sanders stays healthy, but that was only two games. Uh, but if Tylen stays healthy and and forces people to make some decisions differently on the back end of their defense, that could have uh, could have really impacted how uh, how Chuba's season finished up. So uh, interesting stuff. We'll see uh, we'll see what happens with all of that stuff. I think Chuba wins the uh, the Doak Walker, but yeah. I think it's going to be a uh, a tight vote. I yeah, I do too. There will be a a really strong push for for Jonathan Taylor but I think Chuba comes out on top so it'll be interesting all gonna be uh, all gonna be fun stuff to uh, to follow so we'll see how uh, how all of that goes let's uh, take a quick break come back and talk about some uh, some postseason honors and uh, and possible other honors for some other Oklahoma State guys on the defensive side of the ball this is the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's We are back on the Cowboy Chronicles, presented by Zaxby's. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. 
uh, as we said, let's uh, let's talk a little bit of uh, of guys on the defensive side of the ball. Some honors that might be coming their way. Now we've already seen Colby Harvell Peel get first team All Big Twelve uh, from the uh, the coaches. Um, he got a vote at least. We don't know exactly the uh, the voting uh, structure, but he was at least re- he at least received one vote as defensive player of the year in the league. Um, you know, I've, I've got uh, a vote in the AP All Big Twelve team. I'm considering him really strongly in that position, though the Baylor defensive line uh, is 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 certainly uh, weighing heavily on me right now too. As I uh, as I prepare to watch the Big Twelve title game and see what they do, uh, it'll be about the third or fourth time I've got a chance to really watch them play this year. So um, gonna have to weigh that. Uh, but this is a guy who really emerged in Colby Harvell Peel and had a fantastic season. Oh yeah, he, he the ability that he had to find the, the football not only as a tackler but as as in turnover situations yeah, was exactly. incredible. Um, he he really became a star, and there's not yeah. a lot of defensive stars in this conference. No, um, there's not a lot of guys you can go from each team and name a star player necessarily right. that's like, Oh yeah, that guy, but Colby turned into that. Yeah. Um, I wish you really had a couple guys, him and trace Ford, both mm-hmm. trace Ford really turned a lot of heads this year. Yeah. I think Eamon on Bogba really kind of stood out to a lot of people too. But, mm-hmm. but Colby was that guy that kind of became that catalyst for the defense that when he was getting turnovers, OSU was really tough mm-hmm. and he didn't get turnovers last two games. Yeah. And you kind of see maybe a little bit of difference there in that defense. When they were rolling, he was getting two or three turnovers a game. And mm-hmm. um, I think that, that's that would weigh that, that's that should weigh heavily on when you look at that award. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned Trace Ford. He in the uh, the the the, uh, the conferences list got uh, at least a vote for defensive freshman of the year. Which was uh, which is a pretty big deal for a true freshman yeah. who who in in mid August we didn't even think was going to be uh, uh, you know playing really yeah uh, we thought he was going to be redshirting so um, and then took over the starting role by the end of the season yeah exactly in the middle of the year and he's uh, he's a starter so um, that was uh, that was a really big deal um, I think uh, you know he's a guy that's going to continue to get noticed uh, in that way AJ Green I think probably didn't get a yeah. As, as much credit as he deserved because people really did not try to go at him a ton. No, I, I don't feel like I honestly I don't feel like people try to go at him or Bradarius a ton. No, not this a lot. year. It seemed like they were going more towards the safeties and yeah. uh inside, you know, mm-hmm. with the linebackers maybe get, kept picking up a guy here and there. It just didn't feel like there were a ton of outside throws against the secondary this no. year. And that's gotta weigh that's that's gotta factor into something, right? For AJ. I mean, AJ's the big reason for that, but Rodarius really improved a lot too. Yeah, he absolutely did, and because it felt like there for a while that that was going to be the the place that people went mm-hmm. to try to to, uh, to target, and and it didn't didn't really become that way. Like you said, they tried to hit the middle of the field, try to get guys in space, all of those sorts of things. So um, that was uh, that that was definitely a, a strong development, and uh, you know we've discussed on this that. You know there is the possibility that that Rodarius chooses to go to the NFL. That's more mm-hmm. our speculation, kind of yeah. gut feelings from us. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely something that's out there. And um, 
man, that that leaves OSU really young yeah. at the cornerback position well, next lo- year. The transfer portal's kind of hitting that position a little bit right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. They've I lost mean, two guys I, there. I'm sure Gundy might be lobbing Rodarius to return. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this might be your, ch- you know. I guess the lobby could be easy. This is your chance to be the guy. Right. Yeah, to go exactly. and you get the number one guys. Mm-hmm. That, that's your responsibility. It's your chance to really kind of go and prove that, yeah. that you've turned a corner. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know if it's uh, if it's him and I would assume Thomas Harper is the, mm-hmm. is the next guy up on that other side, you know that they're going to go after the young guy, not the fourth-year starter yeah. uh, when they have the opportunity. So uh, that'll be uh, an interesting thing to uh, to follow. Um, you mentioned Eamon. Uh, Malcolm uh, Rodriguez also at linebacker. Some guys that are that are uh, you know they were both second team All Big Twelve. I think when the AP list comes out, that they're probably going to be in the mix for for first or second team yeah. on both. Um, it sort of goes back to the Ohio State and the Heisman conversation. It's like it's so hard to pick between those two yeah. guys. That's going to be that's going to be an issue. They both kind of split the tackles. Yeah, they you know, did. They one really one had one game they'd have 10, 15 tackles, and the next one the other guy would do it. Yeah, and exactly. They each they each had big fourth down stops or Malcolm's pick six. Mm-hmm. You know, something yeah. like that that just kind of would turn a game at the end. They both delivered in that situation. Yeah, they really did. Both really reliable. Um, you know, we talked a lot about how. Uh, how uh, sure-handed a tackler Malcolm is. Eamon's not far behind. No, he made some uh, some tackles in space against smaller guys that I was really impressed by this year. That said, anybody else on the on the defensive side of the ball that's uh, maybe not getting enough uh, en- enough talk as far as w- what we've talked um, about? Th- maybe maybe some guys up front. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I think. Uh when Tyler Lacey was healthy, he made a big impact. Antoine, when he got in the lineup, did. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pick one guy up there on that. Right. I still go maybe back to the secondary, go Trey Sterling. Yeah. Now, Sterling yeah. had a really good year, too. Yeah, he really did. He really became uh, a vital part of that of that secondary. And, uh, you know, if he doesn't have the year that he has, the, the Malcolm Rodriguez move doesn't look nearly as good as yeah. it does. If that was if that had become a um, a suspect area uh, that they were that people were able to attack a lot, you know that that Malcolm Rodriguez move doesn't look nearly as good. So that was really important for this defense for them to have that um, uh, that that impact player in that in that situation. So that was good. Um, you know, uh, Israel Antoine did get a uh, defensive newcomer of the year mm-hmm. vote uh, in the the conferences. His, his impact's hard to measure because there's not a lot of stats there. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, that's where when you see coaches voting for guys like that, yeah. you know that uh, that they've made a legitimate impact. So, um I, I'm still I'm still a big Cam Murray fan. Yes, uh, par- partly is that I just I just like talking to the dude. Yeah, and he's a he's, good dude. He's a he's a fun guy, but uh, at the same time, um, you know he's he's being asked to to play a different role than he was brought here to play as a as a nose guard now, and uh, and has done really well I think. So, uh, but like you say, it's hard for for those guys to to get noticed as much because the. Uh, the, the numbers aren't there for for them. So it's uh, an interesting situation, but um, we'll see how, how things play out from here and uh, kind of how things develop. We'll uh, get into some more of that stuff. How, how, real quick, how yeah. about Tylen getting on second team? Even yeah. though he missed a good portion of the season. Right. For, to miss as many games as he did. Yeah. It was uh, it was uh, I was really curious to see what people were going to do because yeah. when you start looking at the numbers, 
He even if you just take the missed games out, he still uh, statistically stacks up with anybody in the league. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is crazy. But um, you know, some people are going to say, "Well, you missed this many games. I'm not going to vote for you." Type of thing. And um, you know, but he was certainly deserving of being there. That was uh, that was uh, that was impressive, though, for the uh, for the coaches to go ahead and, and give him that. What I think he what I think he deserved. But, you know, it's hard for uh, for guys to overlook someone who misses as many games as he does. So that was a, that was a cool deal. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a break. We got that mailbag segment coming up. Time for us to perform. Be right back on the Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. Cowboy Chronicles presented by Zaxby's. It is mailbag time. We got a lot. Some of these we discussed in our our last episode. Which uh, apologies to 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 the listeners. We asked for questions for this episode before we had released the previous episode. So uh, so obviously some of their questions might have changed had they uh, been able to hear those. But we'll uh, we'll touch on some of them uh, very quickly. Um, our boy Justin comes through. Will Chuba play in the bowl game? That was one we talked at length about. Yeah, uh, we don't know. Don't know. Good question. Um, I, I'm, I'm still leaning toward. Yes, he plays in the bowl game, and yes, he still goes pro. Yeah, uh, that's that's my gut feeling right now. That could uh, that could all change. Um, another one. Do you think Spencer? This is from uh, Evan McDaniel, who has come through with uh, a lot of good questions lately as well. Um, do you think Spencer could be good to go by the bowl game? And I would follow up with a second question to that. Even if he is, do you play him? It's a very good question. Yeah. Um, Math-wise, the injury timeline would have him good, maybe a week and a half to two weeks, if his if his uh you know if his healing goes as scheduled i think you maybe practice him and see what you think yeah but you've got drew right exactly. so i don't think you really have to play spencer no uh no i get him back in practice whenever he's medically cleared i probably avoid playing him in the game yeah um just just to not chance anything yeah. i mean you're you're talking about being you know six to seven weeks yeah. away, removed from a surgery and, and, and if chuba isn't playing too right yeah I'd, exactly i'd play drew and yeah. move down the road yeah absolutely if if chuba sits the bowl game does ld brown get the start and how many carries does he get ld i think would get the start definitely I'd say ld gets the start um carries i would say 17 17 that's a good number that's a uh, that's a that's, good over under yeah, number right uh, there right that's, that's that's setting the mark at a really good spot there um i just for fun i'm going to take the under on that yeah and say ball and up. say that uh that and i think des jackson gets gets yeah. mixed in yeah if they're at the point that they know that chuba's not coming back they also know that they've got to make sure they're they're yeah. developing their depth. So and they could they theoretically too they could throw LD Des Jackson and DeAndre Glass all yeah. three out there yeah, and just see what they have coming back yeah. next year. Yeah, they absolutely could. That's uh, a definite possibility. So um, another fun one from from Evan. Uh, 
I say fun. It's it, this is more fun for fans than us. Okay. It's a little bit harder for us to answer, but uh, I would be interested in knowing what fans answer to this question. And I always love "Would you rather." That's oh, always a, that's always a tough. fun. That's tough. always always a fun game. Um, would you rather Chuba and Thailand come back for next year and anything could happen, or neither come back but OSU is guaranteed a ten win team? I think Very. Chuba and Thailand back. Right, because you make, you put those those two back with Spencer Sanders with, with all the, the defensive yeah. guys that are coming back. I still feel like you're almost guaranteed a ten win yeah, team. You, you feel should be. you feel like you're in in the mix for a ten win team, yeah. and possibly more. And you've got a lot of fun to watch there with Chuba and right. Tylen. I'm I'm a little uh, little spoiled my first year in the right. beat, and I get yeah. Chuba and Tylen yeah. to cover on the first year of the beat. So exactly. another year would not upset me one yeah. bit. Nope. Absolutely, I think uh, I think if you're looking at it um, from a from a fan's perspective, that's uh, probably the direction you go and take your you yeah, take your chances. You take your chances, yeah. You uh, you roll the dice on that one. Um, which potential bowl game uh, bowl opponents are the best worst matchups for Oklahoma State? That's uh, it's tricky because there are so many to try yeah. to analyze because you're looking at uh, you know if you're looking at the Alamo Bowl, you could be looking at at Oregon or USC, maybe, mm-hmm. possibly even Utah, if they yeah. if they lose. I'll tell you what, Utah out. is the bad matchup. Yeah, they, if somehow yeah, Utah exactly falls, right. I don't think OSU wants any kind of part of Utah. Right. Um, you know, Notre Dame in the Camping World Bowl has been has been tossed around, and that's, that's a, a tough bit, matchup. That's a tough matchup, especially if we're talking about a team that potentially doesn't have Chuba or Spencer. Yeah, that's not a that's not a great matchup right there. Uh, Texas A and M, I think, would be a uh, would be an interesting one in the yeah. Texas Bowl. Uh, I think that Oklahoma State could handle, uh, could could play with them yeah. and uh, and have some fun there. Um, you know, if they if they fall, if things go, you know, the worst possible scenarios for the Big Twelve all happen, and Oklahoma State ends up in the Cheez It Bowl. I think there's a chance they could play a a, a Group of Five team there actually. Um, oh, yeah. and then and then it's uh, it's you know, it's all all a mess at that point. So. Um, with so many things on the table, it's hard to really analyze. Yeah. You know what could happen. Mississippi State is another team in the the uh, the Texas Bowl that uh, that has been tossed around. So there's some uh, some interesting matchups for sure, but uh, it's just so hard to project what uh, what might happen at this point. Um, all right, looks like this is the last one, and this is a, this is a really good question from Oklahoma's own DJ. Are we potentially seeing the best defensive recruit of the Gundy era in Trace Ford? Not rankings wise, but what he's done as a true freshman. And then he's got he's got another question that we'll get to after, after so, that. So I'm not going to act like I know every defensive recruit right. in the Gundy era, or I've seen a lot of them up close, like Trace. That's a hard. That's that's a really tough question. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I there's not a guy that sticks out to me that has been. Uh, that has emerged as a true freshman the yep. way the way that he did and uh, you know you know you know him even better than i do but but you know we've followed this guy some in high school and he was a three sport guy and those guys once they start focusing on one yeah. sport have the chance to blossom and i think he's still only scratched the surface I, of what he's going to be yeah cuz i remember i think i saw him at the I saw him win a state baseball championship in May mm-hmm. with Edmund Santa Fe. Um, talked to him afterwards for a little bit. It might have been the last time I saw him until 
after a practice yeah. in August when he just walked through and we, we were not allowed to talk to him, obviously, but I saw him and I thought he blew up. Yeah. Like he just became this giant. Yeah. And it's because he wasn't playing baseball. He wasn't, you know, worried about basketball. He didn't worry too much about basketball to begin with, but right. he wasn't playing baseball. Baseball is still, his first love. Still he, going he, out and playing he, basketball though. Yeah. Even you're, you're in a different kind of shape. You're doing, yep. uh, you're doing different workouts mm-hmm. and, and things that don't allow you to, to gain yeah. weight. And so now he's focused completely on football yeah. and Rob Glass got a hold of him and created a monster. And I, I think there's a chance he could ultimately become the best uh, defensive recruit in Gundy's tenure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's absolutely possible, and and they've had they've had some uh, some pretty solid defensive players over the last fifteen years. Um, be fun to to kind of look at yeah at all the all the best defensive players that they've had over over that span and and uh, and really analyze it. But as far as a guy as a true freshman, there's not an, another player that especially at the defensive line position, which is the, the hardest yeah. to, to contribute as a true freshman. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of a guy at, at this point. He's on the path exactly what people thought he was going to be in high school, Yeah, except a lot faster. Yeah, I don't think anyone expected it to happen as a freshman, right. but uh, everything you heard from coaches, from everybody, even him, if he focused just on football, he was going to mm-hmm. blow up right. and be a force that no one could really contain. Yeah. And they just didn't think it would be, you know, a few months after graduation, he's out there doing what he did. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where if you had sat down with the Edmund Santa Fe football staff, you know, right after signing day and said, hey, this guy's going to be a starter by the time he's, a you know, uh, as a redshirt freshman in uh, in 2020, they would have completely. Agreed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know that if you had said he's going to be a starter by November first yeah. or whatever, whenever it actually happened, I don't remember the exact first game that he started. But it was an Iowa State, roughly, wasn't it? I think so. I yeah. think so. So, um, you know, I'm not. I, I, I'm. I'm sure the Santa Fe people wouldn't have disagreed with you, but they might yeah. have been taken aback. Yeah, they'd have been like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's a little, little much. He's because here's the thing about Trace too. He's still really raw. Yeah, oh, uh, football wise. Yeah. Um. He he got by a lot this year with athleticism and his mm-hmm. size and strength. Um, more than and, and raw ability, more than knowing what he was doing. Yeah, within the system. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, and he's a guy who admittedly didn't really start caring about football until yeah. his junior year of yeah. high school. And this is because he wasn't playing. Yeah, like, exactly. This is a kid that didn't really ever play varsity football until midway through his junior year. Yeah, and that's only because of injuries. Yep. They had injuries ahead of him. They had to put him in the lineup. They put him at defensive tackle right. because they needed somebody to fill that spot. Yeah. And by the end of the season, they said, we got to get him on the outside <laughs> to yes. get some more rushing opportunities because yeah. he's a monster. Exactly. And that's when he blew up with all, all his offers. Yeah. Uh, our last one from, uh, from DJ. Can all the Drew Brown quote-unquote truthers sit down now? Spencer was slash is the better quarterback and the right choice. That's obvious now, right? Um uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, for what we saw, yes. I mean, if you gave if you gave Drew Brown the keys to the offense in September, I think he could have been yeah the same type of quarterback. Um, I mean, he's he's a different he's a different type of quarterback than Spencer Sanders. Um, Spencer's development throughout the course of the year 
really uh, elevated his status. Yeah. He's obviously a really talented guy who's uh, another guy who's only scratched the surface of what he's going to be. Um, the thing that I think this season has proven more than uh, more than whether Spencer or Drew is better is that Taylor Cornelius was the best quarterback for this team last year. Yes, and that was uh, that was a debate that I had to uh, that I, I had to uh, deal with for a long time last year, and uh, a lot of people were not uh, were not buying that. Uh, but uh, I think that more than anything is what has been proven uh, by by what we've seen from from Spencer and Drew. Spencer obviously, um, you know, needed a lot of time to get himself to where he was to be the quarterback that he that he became this year. And Drew, you know, maybe again same could have been the same scenario as mm-hmm. this year with a year to be the quarterback could have uh, could have emerged. But um, I think we see why. Taylor Cornelius was the starter last year. Uh, I think that's the uh, the main thing that that I've gotten out of this. So, um, all right. Like I said, great questions. This yes. was a really fun mailbag segment. We'll uh, we'll have another one next week. So uh, so be prepared. We'll know a bowl destination and a, an opponent, all those sorts of things. We'll be getting a lot closer to signing day. We'll have an idea on what's going on with Chuba. Exactly. We should, we'll have. Because I think Monday we're supposed to find out about New York. Yeah, exactly. So we'll know we'll know what's going on there. So. Lots of uh, lots of more fun things to discuss next week on the Cowboy Chronicles, which, as always, is presented by Zaxby's. Satisfy your craving for hand-breaded chicken and fresh-made salads. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or order online at zaxby's.com forward slash podcast.